Hello, and welcome back to the Upper Bowl GM Podcast. As always, it is your host, Nick Zerars. Been having technical issues with my computer the last few days. Had to record today's episode on Zoom, on my phone, save the meeting to the cloud, download the cloud to another computer, and then airdrop that file onto the computer I typically work on because my main computer has been fighting me, not letting me connect to the internet. So, today's episode took a little while to put together, but I promise it'll be worth your time. A good conversation about the Oakland Athletics and baseball in general with a very, very smart individual from the Basically Baseball podcast, and we unpack a number of things about the A's, uh, why she's extremely tired of Moneyball being the center of discussion about the A's, why it's a discredit to some of the guys who are on the team now that are extremely talented, like Matt Olson, like Matt Chapman, and others, Starling Marte, since he's gotten there at the trade deadline, and a number of other things. This was a really fun conversation. It's always nice to make some new friends and get to unpack their minds, pick their brains a little bit, understand what makes them tick, and find out, you know, another person is just as neurotic as you are about baseball. It's always fun, but before I get to the conversation with Aaron, I do have to remind everyone to help support the show. There's a few ways you can do that. You can signal boost the show on social media wherever you see it, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you see it, bump it so other people can find it. Next, subscribe to the show, whatever platform you like to use to listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, the main ones, we're there. Lastly, if you have an Apple device because Apple controls the universe, please, please, please leave the show a review. Go to the show's page after you've subscribed. Scroll past our recent episodes. Go down to the bottom of the page. There's going to be five clear purple stars. Hit the one furthest to the right, five-star review. That helps a lot. Underneath that is a button with purple letters. It says, write a review. If you have a minute... Please, please, please leave the show a written review. That helps out me out a ton. And as a matter of fact, if you're subscribed to other podcasts, leave them reviews. Please support your content creators. A lot of us are out here putting together really, really quality work, trying to help make your guys' day a little bit better, try and make you a little bit smarter, and hope you can find a community that you fit into, the type of people you would want to hang out with. That's what I always say when I'm describing what my goal as a podcast is here. For fans to have a platform to talk about what makes them tick, and to let other people know it's okay to be crazy about sports. That That's the ethos of this show. With all of that said, I will see you guys in one second with Aaron, and we're going to talk about the A's. And yes, we're going to talk about Moneyball, because Moneyball is still one of my favorite movies. That one is hit well to left field. Sean Murphy can watch it, and we got a brand new ball game. Two-run homer for the rookie catcher, Sean Murphy. One swing has changed the feel of this game big time. And with that, after about 30 minutes of my computer trying to kill me, how are we doing, Aaron? I'm great. How are you? A little better now that I'm actually talking to you and I'm not yeah. sitting staring at a Zoom screen. So now <laughs> exactly. we can actually get we get to the order of the day talking about your Oakland days and mm-hmm. other baseball topics. So anytime I have someone on here the first time, we got to go back to the, the origin story of how you became a supervillain that's this invested in a baseball team. So let's start there. What are your earliest memories of baseball in general and where you really found yourself falling in love with the game? Uh, so my family's always been a baseball family. Uh, my mom is a diehard Dodgers fan. My dad is a diehard A's fan. Um, in the 80s, the A's used to have like a little donkey that they'd have on the, at the stadium. And my dad was the kid that got to ride the donkey like around the stadium. So like we've always been a baseball family. So from an early age, I was going to A's games, I think the A's were my first game. I think I was maybe like two or three, I want to say. And then like myself, I was always playing or watching sports as a kid. Uh, So I had, I was constantly just digesting like baseball, football, basketball. And I lived in a neighborhood of all guys. I was the only girl and they kind of just adopted me and I was their little sister. So um, yeah, I was always playing football with them. When they got to high school, I would always go to their games yeah, I, I think I was just surrounded by people who really loved sports. That's a good way to get into it. But what would you say was the moment where it was like, damn, this is kind of like all I want to do for fun now. 
because everybody yeah. has that moment that kind of clicks for them yeah I think um just going to games and how mm-hmm. I felt at games it was like sitting in the stands I was like wow th- this feels like home this feels like I feel like myself here um and that was A's and Dodgers games for me so I I felt like I could really be myself at games and I still feel that way I still feel the most at home at a stadium so I would say yeah just going to games as a kid and experiencing fans and the players and yeah what kind of fan would you describe yourself as optimist pessimist realistic you're just here for the vibes how would you describe yourself I think with different teams, I I think it ranges, but with the A's, I'm definitely, I would say a realist because I've seen the way A's deal their players out and we're like a farm system for everyone else. So uh, whenever we have a good player, I kind of just in my heart know that they're going to leave soon. So um, I would say a realist, but every season I try to go into it as optimistic as I can, knowing that we do, we do have good players, you know? Oh yeah. I definitely agree with you there. So you said it there about the A's specifically. Is it very, you said it very sport to sport, kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's more team to team because baseball is really gotcha. my only sport that I follow like hardcore. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. you, where would you put, how do you divide the halves of your brain between the Dodgers and A's? Because they're obviously occupying space in there. Mm-hmm. It, would you say it's really 50 50 or is it lean? Um, I would say in the past, like since I want to say like 20, 2016, 2017, it's been 50, 50, but, but okay. when I was like a kid, I was definitely a bigger Dodgers fan than I was an A's fan just cause like my brain couldn't process. I didn't have enough knowledge to <laughs> keep up with two teams, but now it's, it's 50, 50. I love both my teams to the core. Okay. So we, we have to start with this part of the conversation then we'll get into the actual baseball discourse you're very online with your baseball personality what made you <laughs> i'm not saying that like derisively i mean i'm yeah, very yeah, yeah. online with my sports that my sports brain too what made you do that was it wanting just more people to talk with not having mm-hmm. enough people around you to talk with what kind of led you to being an online baseball fan um, I think that, I mean, obviously I'm younger, so I grew up with social media and around me, I don't really have a lot of people who are as into baseball as I am. So it was like, I just need to let it out. Um, gotcha. I made like a, a Dodgers like fan account when I was like in middle school and I just kind of ran with it. And so it's always been my thing. And um, yeah, definitely what you said, like finding more people to talk to about baseball who are just are as in love with it as I am. That's the main reason. So you weren't like a K-pop or a One Direction or a, no. I'm trying to think you weren't one of those defectors because no. I've had more than one person on the show who's like, yeah, the band broke up and I needed to find something else to do with my energy. No. And yeah. I adopted the baseball, the hockey, etc. So that's interesting. What made you get together with other people and, you know, professionalize it in podcast and you basically baseball? Um, I think that from a young age, I've always known that I wanted to work in baseball and it was, it went from like, I want to be the trainer. I want to be like the EMT that works at the baseball game. Like it's gone from a lot of different things, but I think I finally found like media is really interesting to me. And then of course, all the girls that I surround myself with and basically they inspire me so hard. I love those girls. They always want to talk baseball and that podcast kind of doing that podcast really got the idea into my head that I could make this a thing in my future. It definitely is. And all of you guys do, it's just, there are so many voices out there. It's good that we, people have the opportunity to do that now. It mm-hmm. is very easy to set up a podcast and just, definitely. you know, ha- have your friends together and just shoot the breeze. Cause you know, there's a lot to talk about with baseball and there's always will be no matter what yes. time of year it is. I mean, I, I went for a run and I came back and I was like, Oh, the Mets side Brad hand. Great. Now I get to yeah, laugh about exactly. Yeah. Get to laugh about this for the rest of the night before they exactly. inevitably blow an easy oh series for the Marlins. I know the Mets are going through it right now. Like it's just oh, one thing God. after another. It's this so is funny. just, this is just my life as a Met fan. That's all it is. <laughs> this is just, it's one story after the other. Owner DUI, hobby, but, Javi Baez lost an earring sign yeah. in the home. Thumbs Just, down. The thumbs the down. Amount of, the amount of media coverage that his earring is getting is he, insane. He said it was a $200,000 earring. I'd be yeah. a little pissed if I lost yeah, it. Yeah, I would be pissed I, too. 
I understand. I understand. But he's also Javi Baez, and I feel like yeah. he's just bank he'll another figure one. It out. Yeah. yeah, he'll figure it out. Yeah. So now that we're going to talk about the A's, I have to start with Moneyball because that's the frame of reference for every single person who does not deal with the A's on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. Are you just kind of fed up with this at this point? Yes. This many oh years God. on? Yeah, <laughs> like constantly. It's just, oh, so you're an A's fan? Have you seen Moneyball? Like, yeah, I've seen Moneyball. Like, I know that we have a movie on us. Um, yeah, that whole idea has been like our defining like it's defined our entire organization for the past like 30 years like that's all people want to talk about with the A's and it does get tiring uh, because that's I think it kind of counts us out every year because it's when you say moneyball usually it's in a way that you're looking down on a team Mm -hmm. and you're kind of taking a stab at the A's, the way they run the organization, it kind of counts us out every year. Like we're this just small market team that can't compete with anybody. We're barely scratching a 500 record. It's, it it takes away from how talented this team is year after year. I definitely understand that frustration, but for like, for like nerds like me, when I say like, when I refer to something as like a money ball strategy, it's, I'm saying that praising it because, you know, you're doing Mm -hmm. more with less. So I do understand your contempt, your contempt for the discourse. I mean, it is, you know, Mm -hmm. at this point, like a 10 year old movie and like a 20 year old book. So I definitely understand at some point, like, yes, those principles exist and every team in baseball uses them now, but we're past that point now. It's not if you're want to be part of this discussion, we're all assuming we know that at this point now, the yeah. whole, yeah, they get on base. They don't give up runs, you know, the easy stuff yeah. the, that's, I understand the frustration for sure. Yeah. But I do, I, I like what it does for us. I mean, yeah, like there's a reason that they're still employing a lot of its principles. So I'm not mad about things that it brings us. Um, it's just, that's the only thing people want to talk about when they see the A's. Yeah. See, I see the A's. I want to talk about like Andy Chavez and Mark Mulder and Tim Hudson and being like 10 mm-hmm. years old again. That's what yeah. I want to talk about yeah. when I talk about the A's. That's just being a baseball nerd, though. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody who complains about Moneyball says is like, they don't even talk about Miguel Tejada. They don't talk about yeah. Mark Mulder. Like, yeah. yes, we know that, but that's not the point. Exactly. We'll, we'll have an entire discussion on baseball movies. I want to do that, but I want to do I like did, a Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do a roundtable discussion with like as many people as possible about baseball movies because there's something yeah, innate the, about baseball. The, the basically girls want to do like an entire podcast just talking about our favorite baseball movies and like dissecting them. Yeah. Please, please yeah. give us the content. Do, I mean, what what is your favorite baseball movie? I don't have a single one. It depends on the day. Like it could be really? Bull, it could be Bull Durham. That's mine. Moneyball. Bull Durham is like Bull Durham is Bull my Durham. favorite. I think Bull Durham is the most romantic baseball movie, yeah. not like in a rom-com way. I mean, like, yeah. in a, it makes the game just beautiful where it's like they know they're not going anywhere and they still want to play for yeah. whatever reason and exactly. still love it. So uh, same wavelength, yeah. same wavelength. Like, you know, so, the um, like the opening scene where she's like, I believe in the church of baseball. Yeah. I relate to that so hard. Like that's it's like not even funny. Like when I watch that scene. I'm like, oh, my God, this is me. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> there there's something about that feeling of just coming out of the tunnel into the section it, it, and just being is. hit with oh, that sea so of good. getting hit with the green and the smell yeah, and just exactly it's, it's, there's something it's beautiful. home that's, yeah that's home for me yeah like, walking I mean, onto a field hearing yeah. like the spikes on like the concrete oh my god yeah. that's the sound of like heaven to me yeah. I mean, my dumbass will go to at least two more Met games this September for some reason. I mean, God, why do I do this I went to back myself? In, I went back in July, I think it was, mm-hmm. and I had a great time. It was a walk-off. I had a never time. Ba- See, I always tell this to my friends who don't like baseball. There's never a bad time to go to a baseball game. No. At the very least, you'll have fun just hanging out exactly. with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm always having fun at a baseball game. My team can get blown out. Like, I went to the Padres uh, A's series. They got absolutely torched by the Padres in the game I went to. But you know what? It was still really fun. Are you a boomer? Are you keeping score? Are you chewing on sunflower oh seeds? What's I, the energy I, at a baseball game? Well, for me, it's like, um, I mean, I'm from the West Coast. So, I, you know, there's like a West Coast and an East Coast baseball yes. fan. I think I, I identify with East Coast fans more because they're just louder. They're constantly yelling. Like, I definitely vibe with that. That's me at a baseball game. And then I also keep score at games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I've got a whole, I I got a scorebook that I bring to games. I try to keep score as much as I can at home. That's like one of my hobbies. 
it's a good thing to keep you focused. It definitely, it I don't do it every it's game, but it, it's a good way to keep you on the game. It's definitely something yeah, definitely. fun. Yeah. So moving along here, you said before you get tired of being labeled as, you know, the small market team, no real hope. When you are, if you had to go into a room of people and pitch them on being an A's fan, what would you tell them? I would tell them that we have some of the best energy in the entire MLB. Like okay. you look into our dugout, they're always having fun. They're always dancing. They're always doing something like the starting pitchers have their thumb game that they play. Like they're always just hyped up on good energy. And I, I've always felt like we have a really good young core that mm -hmm. it's exciting to watch because you know that when you're watching them you get to watch them for a long time because they're young and they've got a big they've got a long future ahead of them like Matt Wilson Matt Chapman they're so yeah. exciting for me to watch because they're young and I know that they can keep doing this shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah definitely I mean I always come into the season and especially the last few years it's kind of been particularly top heavy where it kind of seems there's about two teams in each league that are capable of winning the world series mm -hmm. and right now it's probably about three and three in yeah. each one and it's kind of taking away from that middle class of baseball team like what the reds are doing what the yeah. a's are doing right now what the I phillies the are reds. trying to the reds are so fun i love they them they have such a good lineup. I am such a, I'm such a Jesse Winker fan. I love him he's so amazing. much. He's amazing. I love him. Good. Like, I've been watching him the past, like, three, four seasons, and I've known that he's got, like, all this power. Yeah. Untapped. Like, people need to start watching him. This season was that, so. I mean, Nick Castellanos is a living, breathing me. Oh, I love We're, him. It, I it's, love him. It's he's amazing. so good, too. And he's good. It's not just, like, the yeah, occasional. Yeah, exactly. He's actually good, and he's a meme, and he knows he's a meme, which makes Did it even funnier. That? Did you see that thread that was like uh, Nick Castellanos hit a home run when Osama bin Laden was killed? Yes, yes. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like uh, he needs to good. be a Met. He needs it's to be a good. Met. If he's a Met, he's going to have a Barry Bonds season because there's a tragedy or an apology every single day. The Mets have in had New two York. apologies in seven days. Two apologies in seven days. You <laughs> cannot make it up. They should apologize for Brad Hand. Like, God. Just, just pre-apologize to the fans. I mean, he's not worse than Heath Hembry. He's definitely not worse than Heath Hembry, he who's got an innings. downfall. Yeah. Like, Brad Hand had such a downfall, and I'm so sad about it. He was on my fantasy team this year, and I dropped him, and it was pain. Hey, in the spring, I was telling myself, maybe the Mets could have gotten Brad Hand, and now it's like, oh, great, the Mets got Brad Hand. That's just the way baseball yeah, is. But, it's cruel. But like not that. in the way you want him to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It went from, oh, Brad Hand to, LOL, Brad Hand in yeah, six like, months. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. So yeah. next thing I have here is you got to – part of what makes the A's the A's is the Coliseum. So you mm -hmm. talk about it very poetically about – walking in and it just kind of hitting you what's the coliseum like in person to someone who's never been uh, oh my gosh there's a lot of concrete um a lot of concrete <laughs> okay um, and so there's there's a um like a company that does like you know the last dive bar t-shirts that's yeah. perfect that's basically what it is it's it's just a bunch of hometown people coming to watch a baseball game together i mean sometimes it it the crowds are super small i mean most of the time the crowds are very small but there's a home feel to it. Like everyone is friends. Um, everyone just is there to watch some baseball. There's characters that constantly show up. There's, if, I mean, if you go to an A's game, there's like four people that you know you're going to see because they're at every single A's game. Um, we have like the best concession stands people. They're so into the game. Yeah, I, Mount Davis sucks. I will say that. <laughs> Mount Davis sucks. Um, well, looking back at pictures of what it was like before. Okay, Mount you Davis, need to you you need to explain what that is to people who aren't oh, familiar. All right. So Mount Davis is this awful thing in center field that cuts off the entire skyline. Um, and no one sits there ever. No one sits there. And um, yeah, it kind of just it, it closes you in. You know, when you go to a baseball game, you kind of feel like you're out in the open mm -hmm. and breathing the fresh air when you're at Colise the Coliseum it kind of just closes you in and you feel like you're in this big bubble um but I love the stadium because I'm an A's fan but I bet if somebody from like one of the newer stadiums like if somebody like a Nats fan came to watch an Oakland game they'd be like what the hell is this like yeah, yeah it, it's a little trashy in parts but 
I love it. Um, you, it's got a good you, energy to it. <laughs> you're talking to a Met fan. I still reminisce yeah. about Shea Stadium sinking into the ground as a kid, being like, "Oh, why is the ground wobbly? Because it's built on a land." Hey, I loved your, I, I loved your stadium. I loved Sh- it. Shea Stadium, it, it, it's exactly what you were saying. It's the last dive bar. It's it's a shithole, yeah. but it's my shithole. Exactly. I, when I was a kid, I always thought it was so cool that the A's and the Raiders played at the same place and like they had the baseball too. field. I did too. I thought it was so I hate cool. it now. Well, now, yes, being like an now adult, like, being like, yeah, God, this is awful. Like, yes. I go there, and I'm like, oh, this is so, ugh. So it's important we talk about the Raiders in relation to that because the keeping the A's in Oakland is important. That that happens. It's very important. And please, the floor is yours. <laughs> Um, so for me, I have always wanted to get out of the Bay Area. Obviously, I'm going to college, not in the Bay Area. Um, so, and my parents want to move out of the Bay Area as soon as possible. So for me, if the A's leave, like I have nothing left in the Bay Area because they're the only thing like really tying me down here. Mm-hmm. And that team is such a core part of Oakland. I don't think people realize how much that city loves that team. It may not reflect in the numbers that come out to games, but they're a huge part of Oakland and they provide a lot of jobs for that area, which is so huge for Oakland. And it, it brings a life back into that city that people often talk down on. So keeping baseball in Oakland for the kids, for the fans who have been there for decades, it's so important. And I know all the players want to stay in Oakland mm-hmm. where their fans are actually going to love them because if they go to Vegas they're going to build up have to build up this whole new fan base yeah because uh because what's it called because the Warriors went across the bay now they're mm-hmm. in basically San Francisco proper the Niners yeah. and are no one uh, likes going to those games yes by the way. and that and like, Levi Stadium <laughs> is like an hour outside of San Francisco it's mm-hmm. and it's I in live the, like it's, I live like 15 minutes from that stadium uh-huh yeah it's so. just it's important that you keep these places, these teams where they are. Relocation more or less doesn't work. I mean, I say yeah. that as a hockey fan and relocation hasn't worked pretty much anywhere. I mean, the Expos to, to Washington has worked to some degree, but that's mm-hmm. a very temperamental and fickle fan base who, as soon as the team is seasons, not competitive anymore, it kind of, they stop yeah. showing up. It's a yeah. little bit different, but I I'm in agreement with you that the, keep the A's in Oakland try to figure the problem is the stadium situation realistically is they want they want a brand new stadium and the city's like can you just fix the coliseum again yeah yeah i mean we've been promised a new stadium for years now like since Mm -hmm. i was a kid there's been talks (laughs) of them moving so i've just had to deal with this and i've never really known if i'm going to be able to go to an oakland game again Uh in the next year so we've always been promised a new stadium and it's just never happened i think that ticks a lot of fans off because like we're being promised this and an upgrade and we don't get it. And we have to go to the Coliseum year after year. So definitely, definitely. So moving down along, it's time to actually talk a little bit of baseball. So if I asked you to describe how the A season has gone this year to someone who's only checked in a couple of times, like I have, where I've wanted to see them play specific teams, how mm-hmm. would you describe the season so far? Ups and downs. And okay. Yeah. The baseball <laughs> the baseball reference told me that when I went and looked at the splits by month. Yes, it's been yes. very up and down. Up hectic. and down. Up and down. Felt very long at times. Um, that okay. that um, losing streak we had going into the Yankees series, that was hard. That was really hard. I don't know yeah. why that was such a hard one. The one at the beginning of the year when we just could not win a damn game. That was yeah. really hard. Um, yeah, it's definitely been up and down. So what? If you had to tell me who was the, aside from Matt Olson, because Matt Olson's obviously the, been the driving force this year, mm-hmm. what has been the difference in those games between the wins and losses? Who is the deciding factor that when this person or this player, this pitcher, this hitter, whatever is playing well, it's helping them get over the hump in those close games because they have the talent to be a pretty decent team and mm-hmm. that, especially in that division. Who is the, the fulcrum, the pendulum, whatever word you want to use to describe it. I would say there's a couple, but I would say I would start with Chris Bassett. Okay. He is the heart and soul of this team. And I think that really shows when he obviously got hit in the face a a couple weeks ago and was away from the team. That was exactly when our losing streak was. The day he came back, there was a new life in that damn team. And Mm. so I would say Chris Bassett, when he goes out there, I have full confidence in him. I know that he's going to 
eat up innings for us. I know he's going to do well. Um, I would also say Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if Matt Olson yeah. is on, it's pretty damn hard to stop this team. Um, yeah, I would say also, I think our like lesser known players, I want to say like Jed Lowry, Mark Canna, when people who are maybe lesser known, like I said, are consistently getting on like Mark Canna for a while was just getting on every at bat. So when people like that are, are just finding ways to get on base, finding ways to put the ball in play. I think that's what separates our team winning from going on these losing streaks. Would you say the A's lean more offense first or pitching first in terms of their team building? (sighs) Oh my gosh. Which you have more confidence in, I think, is a better question. I have more confidence in. Yeah, I think they're about even. I would say okay. I have a. I would. I would say I have a little bit more confidence in their hitting, just because I know we have big bats. They're not okay. always performing, but like obviously pitching right now, our bullpen is horrendous right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even know what the score is right now. It, um, yeah. So A's won eight to six today. Um, we had an eight to one lead and the bullpen gave up five runs and they blew the game last night too (laughs) they blew the game last night and that one was really painful um so yeah um I don't have a ton of confidence in pitching obviously with Chris gone that's a huge hole in our rotation and I uh worry about our rotation sometimes Sean Benaya has been trending downward in his past couple starts honestly more than past couple just the second half of the season he's been trending downward um Frankie Montas has been a very good light but yeah I think I would say batting I have more confidence in Starling Marte has been huge so yeah he's been very good since he got there. yes yeah so let's we'll we'll get to Starling Marte in one second but I just want to talk about once is there any feeling better in baseball than knowing your ace is going that day is there oh, any feeling so better it's like oh we're gonna win <laughs> yeah that's gonna be nice with the Dodgers, where it's like, oh, oh my I get God. Max Scherzer today. I get Clayton yeah, Kershaw I get Walker today. Bueller. Yeah, I get yeah, Walker I get Kershaw. Bueller today. I get Scherzer. I get Urias. Like, yeah. it's so you good. Have, you get that four out of five days. That's got to be pretty good. Yeah. It is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a spoiled Dodgers fan, and then I have the A's, where I understand suffering a little bit. So the the A's are the the A's are the tiny dog. That's all. They're they just are. the really small. They're like the six pound dog you carry around in your purse. You love them yeah. just as much yeah. as the, the big, beautiful golden retriever. But, you yeah. know, they need a little bit more. They're, luck. That's all. They're like my kids. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Like, the Dodgers are like my family, but the A's are like my kids. That's how I've always looked at it. That, that's a good analogy. That's a good way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. Like I have to care. I have to look after the A's a little bit more. I'll have to make sure the, they're doing okay. No, they I, need I, don't, the, I don't have to worry about them right now. <laughs> see, the other analogy I was just thinking of was just babysitting. And it's like, you yeah. know, the kid who you can give, leave a, alone for like five seconds while you go make something. And the yeah. kid who constantly needs to be watched. Yeah, that's yeah. a good comparison. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, honestly, I think that um, Sean Mania is like <laughs> that kid that if I left him alone for one second, he'd break something. Like he's that dude. It's so weird how that works, man. That's the thing about a baseball season being so long, where it's like mm-hmm. one day he looks great. I mean, he had a pretty good stretch there at points. Oh my and god! Now yeah. it's just you have no idea what you're gonna get any given yeah. time he goes to the yeah. mound. It's like that that little phase, like the first half, getting like Chris Mania, and then. Um, Montas was great. Yeah. I was very confident in our pitching. And then um, Luchavino and Sergio Romo were doing really well. I had confidence in our bullpen. That was a good time. Yeah. Not anymore, but that was a good time. <laughs> you don't have to talk to me about miserable second half. <laughs> My team was in first place for four and a half months. And I was like, so when do you think the wild card game tickets are going to go on sale? It was an actual conversation I had with one of my friends leaving a game. <laughs> We went to the Saturday game against the Padres where, like, they survived Tatis hitting a three-run home run and still won the game. I was like, yeah, they're going to the playoffs. And yeah, now, yeah. now they have a – We got it this year. <laughs> they have a less than 1% chance of making playoffs. Less than 1% oh, that's, chance. That's what it is now? It's 0.5% oh. chance of making the playoffs. I'm they sorry are, about that. They're six and a half games back of the Braves with 28 games to go. I mean, did you guys win any of the games when the Dodgers were playing the Braves? yeah we won both you guys gave us one game because you guys came back and won last night yeah you're welcome you, 
Yeah, you got us half a game because we got rained out yesterday. Yeah. You, you did your, Max did his job. Max was very good when yesterday. Max always does his job. That's also very true. He scares me. He's, He's a, a madman. Scary... He's a madman. Yeah. <laughs> He's I actually love... terrifying. I love the eyes. I love it. Everything's in the eyes. Uh, we need a Max Scherzer biopic. We need just a legitimate. Yeah. That's a good I idea. want one. I'm going to write that down. Uh, uh, give me one second here. I'm writing that down. Okay, so one of the key things coming into this year I was curious to see was how Matt Chapman was going to come back from his hip injury because ba- hip, baseball, very fickle. And he hasn't been yeah. nearly as good, good as he was two years ago. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. he was, what, second or third in MVP voting two years ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And he's still giving them the very good defense at third, which is important. Mm-hmm. But he's not getting on base, and he's striking out a little bit more than he did. Do you think that two years ago was just kind of an aberration and what he is right now is kind of what he is as a player or it's more so that just it's been a whirlwind of a year and a half and eventually you think he'll get back to what he was two years ago? I don't know if he'll ever get back to that point where he's getting MVP votes. Like, um, so I wouldn't say that this is him now as like who he is as his core player. I definitely think there's always room for improvement with him. And Mm -hmm. obviously you never have to worry about his glove. You never have to worry about his arm on defense because having him at the corner, having him and Matt at the corner is just peace of mind for me. Um, But yeah, his offense obviously isn't what it used to be. And I think he will get back there. I think that hip injury definitely had a huge impact, like missing practically all of last season. Losing him was huge for us. I think it's just going to take time for him to get comfortable again. I think the yeah. past couple of weeks have been like a, a look into what he can do. Cause he's definitely looked a lot better the past couple of weeks is that bats have been a lot better. He's been more selective. He's definitely hit more homers in the past couple of weeks than he has. So I think his pop looks better. Um, but yeah, definitely not where he used to be when he was getting, um, a lot more attention for his offense. Gotcha, gotcha. So coming into the season, where did you figure the A's were in the pecking order in terms of the American League? Because we're going to talk about where they are right now, but coming into the year, where did you feel like they were? I felt like they would be about where they are right now. I definitely thought that <laughs> I definitely thought that we would have a closer battle between the A's and Houston um, because. I thought that we had enough for that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the A's can battle with Houston and they're the only team in our division that I feel gives us heat at all. Cause yeah. obviously the angels, mm, I don't worry about them at all. Um, and the Mariners, I mean, yeah, they've been doing, they've been doing pretty good the past month or two, but I, I it's always been Houston and the A's. So I'm about confident that this is where I felt we would be. I mean, to be fair to the A's, I, I didn't think Houston was going to be good th- this good again. I thought yeah, Houston exactly would be same. better, but I didn't think Houston was going to be, you know, the best offense in baseball. Yeah, same. I didn't yeah. think they'd be this good just because, yeah. I, I don't know, they just didn't. They didn't have Verlander. I thought yeah. only having Grinky, you know, would kind of be a problem, but they figured out the rotation. So yeah. it makes sense the A's are where they are. Yeah, their their aces, their ace doesn't like baseball. So yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, someone needs to do a Zach Grinky book. That guy is oh, one I of want the most a book. interesting. I love him. He's it so interesting. Him, yeah. It took him leaving the Dodgers for me to actually appreciate him as a player. What do you so mean? Interesting. Um Granky was with the Dodgers when I was younger and like mm-hmm. not fully into baseball yet. And mm-hmm. um, I think I got into baseball hardcore uh, like the year after he left. Okay. So I, and then watching him go to other teams, I think it was like, shit, we had a really good player. We had a really interesting dude in our team. So, but he also, he also caused a lot of like drama within the daughter clubhouse like you know there's that story of Puig like throwing his bag into traffic or something like well to, to be fair to Zach Grinky, Yasiel Puig is not the most level-headed individual to be fair facts yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> to be fair when Puig does something it's like uh what are you doing bro like are you mad or <laughs> yeah uh Part of me misses that kind, that circus atmosphere when the Dodgers just had a bunch of guys and they weren't good. They mm-hmm. weren't a good team. 
they just had a bunch of guys when it was like yeah. Adrian Gonzalez and Josh Beckett and Puig the year they had oh, that Manny, gives me flashbacks you just had a war flashback thinking about Jock yeah. Peterson playing left field yeah oh my god no Jock Peterson is a rookie yeah I, I mean the dot the Dodgers aren't fair man everybody they bring up from Oklahoma City hits 270 when, oh, when I was at, when I was at Sunday night when I was at Sunday Night Baseball and Scherzer was pitching against the Mets, I was like, I don't know who anybody who the six, seven, eight hitter in the Dodgers lineup is, and they all have like eight fifty OPSs. This isn't fair. Yeah, these guys are straight yeah. off the straight off the plane from AAA, and they're already good. Yeah, I mean, we have constantly we're constantly rotating people on a yeah. forty man. Like it's it's crazy, and I have confidence in all of them except like Luke Rayleigh. Okay, yeah, okay, thirty nine out of forty on a forty man. Because like, who the hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> I have confidence in maybe five people on our forty man. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Mets and the A's are in the same tier of team, so we yeah. we can you we can empathize with one another in that regard. Yeah, I feel that. So, of the teams in the American League, who frustrates you the most? Who do you think is just like, why can't the A's beat them? Is it Houston? Is it the Yankees? Is it the White Sox? It's Houston. It's Houston and the Yankees, probably. Because one, I hate, I just hate Houston because I'm a Dodger fan. Like, obviously, that whole stupid thing. Mm. Um, But yeah, the A's always seem to just lose something when they're playing the Astros. Same with the Yankees. So it's always, it's consistently those two teams. Whenever I see the the A's and the Yankees playing, I just get flashbacks to their wildcard game because it just, oh, that was so painful. Yeah. So it's definitely those two that scare me and worry me when the A's play them. They should name the wild card after the A's because of how many times the A's have played in that game. It should just be the and Oakland Athletics Memorial wild card. Oakland spot. Athletics versus. Yes. I mean, it's them and the Angels. Those are the two teams who get in or in the Twins. Those are the three teams the that get in there to get murdered by the Yankees or the Red Sox, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're big market teams competing against small market teams. And like no matter how much shit I talk about small market, like it's tough to compete with big market teams consistently. I mean, but that's one of the things that I find so interesting about the A's and why, you know, we still talk about Moneyball 20 years mm-hmm. later is that even with the minimal resources, you know. They're constantly turning it over. They're bringing in yeah. people for one or two years. Like they had Marcus Simeon. They let him leave, go get paid oh somewhere God. else. They brought in Jed Lowry, who I did not know was a real person the two years <laughs> he was on the Mets. Four at-bats in two years. And, you know, he's been legitimately good for the A's this yeah. year. It's, yeah, it's just he's had a they, resurgence. Yes. And they've got such a good pro scouting and amateur scouting because – a lot of the guys who end up panning out for them are guys they draft themselves. Like yeah. going back and reading through when I reread Moneyball and when I was looking at the baseball reference, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. They drafted Nick Swisher. They drafted mm-hmm. Mark Mulder. They drafted yeah. Tim Hudson. They drafted Barry Zito. They found all these people with these random quirks that other people didn't want them for. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine watching Barry Zito throw a bullpen and be like, I don't want him. His curveball's too slow. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's one of the things I find so interesting and why I always find myself rooting for the A's against the Yankees and the Astros is they're Mm -hmm. trying to do it the hopeless romantic way. Yeah. We're going to figure it out one of these days. That's part of the reason why I love the A's so much. It's, it's a bunch of players that were overlooked by other teams or were released by other teams and they're getting another chance at the big leagues and they're just happy to be there. And that's something that gives us so much energy and makes us so much fun to watch and so easy to root for because it's just yeah. a bunch of good guys trying to just keep staying and playing in the big leagues. And I love that about us. It's one of the things that I think baseball does so well because the season is so long. It's hard not to get into those moments where it's like, wow, I fucking love this team. You just yeah. have those moments where yeah, it hits you. Exactly. I'm like, wow, I, I genuinely like that's me whenever I go to games and I just yeah. see them in the dugout. I see them running out onto the field. I'm like, wow, I, I really love this team. They're just great guys. I mean, I always talk about it when I'm at the game and it's just like, how are there people sitting on the back bench in the dugout right now? Why yeah. aren't you leaning over the rail? Yeah, yeah. Like, just where, where's the fight? Where's the energy? Aren't you yeah, happy to be here? Yeah, and the A's, they're, they're always, I mean, the A's don't have a railing at yeah, home. Yeah, I was going to say the A's don't have a railing. <laughs> the A's don't the have a railing at home. The A's have this, like, small little 
like one of my favorite things to do at an ace game is sit like so i can see into the dugout they mm-hmm. have this little bathroom in the dugout and it's probably like i don't know it's the size of like a walk-in like the little janitor's closet probably okay and you can just see them going in and out like it's just i just think that's so funny to me like that's just a weird little quirk about the ace that i fucking love it's one of those things man it's hard not uh, the fucking movie and it's hard not to be romantic about baseball i mean he's not wrong i know that was it's it's so hard to not be i mean i just there's a reason people repeat that all the time yeah there's a reason everyone's instagram caption is it's hard not to be romantic (laughs) about baseball because it is hard yeah it really is you just you're sitting at the game the games it's it's nine to three and it's like i'm not leaving why would i leave yeah this is great yeah oh the other day when i was at the game um the a's have this little cutout thing that the a's don't have a like um a tunnel for the grounds crew to mm-hmm. go through they have to walk through the stands that's how old our damn stadium is the grounds crew has to, has to walk through a little gate so i i like sitting by the gate um and there's a little hole that you can get balls thrown to you and um elvis andres like threw me a ball and then this lady came over and stole it from me like literally midair and i was so mad and then she ended up leaving like seventh inning and i was like do you even like this game like why are you here the people who leave early kill me i hate it i hate it i don't care if my team is down by 20 runs i'm staying until the ninth. you paid to be here why would you leave? yeah exactly you paid for nine innings you're at a baseball game why would you leave what are you here with boring people then i can mm. understand if you're here yeah. with boring people maybe but you gotta get that's what i always tell people man just go with your friends you'll have a great yeah. time yeah no matter what you will have a good time if you're with yeah. good people there's a month to go in the season how do you feel about this last month of the season for the a's and then we'll talk a little bit about the dodgers too because i'm sensing a thread i can tug on there so <laughs> how do you feel about this last month of the season with the a's in regards to just being in the mix until the last weekend of the season because it's probably going to come down to the last week of the season oh yeah it definitely will um the a's are a team that constantly battles in september i like to say that they play their best baseball because they know that it's coming down to the wire and they can turn it up when they need to so um this is going to be a huge month it's gonna be a really fun month it's gonna be a stressful month i'm definitely gonna have some panic attacks during games um i'm pretty confident in us I obviously, I, I need our bullpen to get back, as we were talking about earlier. Um, Chris Bassett likes to think that he's going to pitch again this year, and I have doubts about that. So yeah. if we're not going to have Chris, um, we need to have an ace step up, and I think Frankie Montas has been that. I think he's seen that, and he's really given us good performances. I'm thinking he went seven innings today, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so people continue to step up like Frankie Montas has and Starling Marte continues to put energy into this team. He's given us such a great aggression and on the base path, base paths. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm nervous, but I think, I think we can catch up to the Red Sox. I think we can get, we can get. The Red Sox are imploding. The Red Sox are imploding by the day. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. looking at it before. I did not realize how well Marte's been playing since he oh, got he's there. Amazing. It's been yeah, a I joy mean, to watch him. He's got like a 380 on base percentage since yeah. he got to Oakland. Like he's yeah. raking. And I think he's he's like 20 for 20 on stolen yeah. bases, 21 for 21, something. I don't he hasn't been caught yet yeah. with A's, which is amazing. We don't really since we lost Ramon, which is another thing. Oh yeah. We lost Ramon. We haven't had that dude that's just constantly trying to get the next bag yeah so having Marte come in and kind of fill that hole of an aggressive base runner who just wants to get in the scoring position you get on he know I know that he's going to get to second somehow that's that's been huge for us those guys make a difference those little things make a yeah. difference over the course yeah. of a season like I was watching something the other oh yeah the, um when the Brewers are playing the Giants and Yelich scored from first on a mm-hmm. pop-up just because he left as soon as the bat hit the ball and he scored from first on a ball that didn't get that far past the shortstop in short left field where you don't think about base running mattering as much now, but when you're a team on the margins, that helps a lot. The little things like that. Yeah. And when, when you're a team like the A's who's been having trouble scoring with runners in scoring position, having a, a guy go from first to second is just 
that 90 feet is huge yeah because it gives you a whole new opportunity especially when we have constantly have close games our bullpen is constantly blowing things yeah having aggressive base runners is huge and it's one of my favorite things to watch like it's one of the little it's one of the little quirks in baseball that works. I mean, it's the, mm-hmm. they built an entire character in major league around a guy who steals bases. I mean, yeah, yeah they were doing it on Ricky Henderson, but yeah, you know, yeah. What I mean. yeah. So last month, so you got Detroit, the white Sox, then you get the juicy part. You should be able to rack up some wins on, you get the Rangers, Kansas city, mm-hmm. the angels that you got, that's your meat and potatoes. And then you go seven against Seattle and six against Houston to close out the rest of the season. Yeah. In theory, what needs to happen here in terms of which series in priority? I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, we go into the last series, last two series against Houston. We win all six games. Great. Realistically, what do you hope the situation is going into that last six games against Houston? How far back? Or are you looking more wild card at this point? I'm definitely looking towards wild card. Okay. That's in my head. I've, I've already settled for wild card. Okay. Um, so obviously that little chunk of Rangers, Royals, and Angels games are going to be huge. And those are must-win games. Even yeah. though they're teams that are definitely lower than us, those are must-wins because if we can gain any ground on the Red Sox, on Houston, on the Yankees, that'll be huge. Knowing the A's luck, Mike Trout will come back for that series. And yeah, he'll exactly. Mike Trout again. Yeah, yeah like, and Shohei Otani will like just like three home run game every day. Like <laughs> just something stupid that's the way baseball is it's weird like that yeah that's why i love it (laughs) yeah yes yes that uh, we keep repeating ourselves but it's just it's hard not to love baseball yeah okay so if the a's do make the wild card game who's starting that game frankie montas like 100 percent. like like in my heart i would love to see chris bassett come back i know that's not going to happen and Mm. i no matter what he says it's not going to happen like i've broken facial bones before i was out for a month like it's, it's not gonna happen chris um if sean come is back on track i mean i guess but he'd have to be outstanding for me to want to give him that game so i would say frankie montas where i should say who do you not want to see in the wild card game you're going to have to see somebody there whether it be tampa the yankees the red sox who do you not want to see? You only can pick one because you can't just say, yeah, I don't want to see the Yankees or the White Sox. I don't think I want to see – I don't think I want to see the Yankees. Okay, why? I'm Because I'm, I'm pretty confident against the Red Sox. I'm pretty okay. confident. Obviously, the Rays are a very scary team. Um, but I think we can go neck and neck with them. But the Yankees just have – this ability to pump out a lineup that Mm -hmm. like you go down every single name you go down the lineup you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god like I have to face this dude and then right after I have to face Aaron Judge and then it's Stanton and then it's Gallo and then like it's just a scary lineup and for one game where you only have one shot um when we don't really have a true ace and they have Garrett Cole that's that would be something that scares me so the Yankees definitely I I don't want to see them no I missed the two weeks we were all making fun of Garrett Cole for using spider tack and he Me was too. bad. Now he's good again. It's not fun. That picture <laughs> that um, somebody made of him like holding up the Yankee now forever, whatever. Yeah. And then it says like, I need spider tack. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite picture. I love that photo so much. Oh, that was a good two weeks. I missed that. That was very fun. Garrett Cole is like unironically one of the funniest baseball players. He sounds like a Muppet. No, he sounds like he's going to cry all the time. And it's so good. I love it. His voice is I have this video of him. I have this video of him. Um, I rewatched the College World Series that he played in. And I have this video of him just crying in the dugout. And it's just my favorite video. You you saving that in the bookmarks for when the A's win the wildcard game? Yeah, yeah. I'm saving that one. It's, It's good. He, like, goes and cries on, like, one of his teammates' shoulders. It's just, it's so amazing. Okay, so the last part of this conversation before we open it up to general baseball, how confident are you in just the talent alone on the A's for the A's to be successful? Talent-wise, always confident. Like, I I am very confident in our front office's ability to field a team of talented players who are going to work their asses off. I'm not always confident in their ability to perform. Okay. So for hitting, that's scoring 
that's capitalizing with runners on. That's finding a way to put the ball in play, lowering their strikeout rates for the bullpen. It's coming in in clutch situations and not giving up a run, going three up, three down. Yeah. How confident are you in your manager to make good game decisions during the flow of the game? Because this is what every single baseball fan loves bitching about. Mm-hmm. Is just I... our manager doesn't have a feel for his football. Look what Dave Roberts did yesterday yeah. with Scherzer. Yeah, exactly. No, he had a hamstring thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's good. He's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, with the Dodgers, like, I always blame Dave Roberts. That's, that's a good goat. It's a That's scapegoat. a good scapegoat. It's a good um, scapegoat. But with the ace, I have confidence in Bomel. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident with the lineups he puts out. Sometimes I'm like, oh, why is he playing today? But for most, for a majority of the games and the lineups that he puts together, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got this. Like this is a solid lineup that I know we'll get on. And bullpen decisions. Uh, he's. I think he knows his staff well enough. I think he has a lot of confidence in his staff. The Yankees game that I went to. Um, he left Sergio Romo in to load the bases and then he got out of it. Um, so (laughs) obviously we were all pissed that he loaded the bases, but it ended up working out. So I think there's a reason that players want to play for Bob Melvin. So I'm always confident in Bob Melvin, knowing his staff, putting together good lineups, knowing the pitching staff that he has. Yeah, pretty confident in him. And then the last part of this is obviously how confident are you in the front office to make good decisions in terms of who you bring in and who you trade out? Who we bring in, pretty confident because we okay. find good young players. Obviously, a lot of the names that you're throwing out there are prime examples of that. Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, a lot of the homegrown guys are very good examples of our front office knowing what they're doing. But my confidence in them lowers when we're talking about knowing what they have and then being willing to spend money on them. Mm-hmm. Like I want Starling Marte to not be a rental next year. Like I want mm-hmm. him on my team next year. I don't know if they're going to do that. Cause I don't know if they realize how important he can be to this team. Mm-hmm. Like people, like you said earlier, letting Marcus Simeon walk, letting Liam Hendricks walk. Those are huge players that were very important to our dugout and that was heartbreaking. So seeing them walk players that are already good and deciding that they don't need to spend the money on them. It's really hard. So I I definitely have less confidence in that and seeing potential in players, people like Max Monty. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously that is a horror story. Like (laughs) we let go of this dude that became an all-star and could be the MVP player. Yeah. A huge player for a team that, and arguably one of the best teams in baseball. So I have less confidence in them in their ability to evaluate talent at the current moment. I asked it that way because trading who they trade, they traded, um, what's his face? Jesus Lazardo to get Starling yes. Marte. And yeah. at the time, every single baseball nerd I'm friends with was like, why did they do that? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Cause they, they know they're not going to be able to keep Marte and they have, you know, six more years of team control with Lizardo. So I definitely understand the whole what they're good at getting the talent. But once it's here, I understand. Do, do I understand. they know what they have? Yeah. And with, with the Lizardo trade, I was pissed, too. I don't know if you saw the video of Dallas Braden screaming on the Starting Nine podcast when the trade happened. Mm. Um, that's a great clip, by the way. Um, that was kind of me. And then I thought about it more. And we've had Lizardo up in the big leagues for a couple of years now, and he's never really been able to put it together. And that move was a very win now move. Yeah. And I respected that. Um, obviously, I was really sad to see Jesus go because I love that kid. And he's a very, I think he's going to be great one day, but he's not great now. And the A's wanted a great now player and they got Marte for it. So I can't be mad because it was my team just, just trying to do what they have to do to win. So now wrapping it up here. Big picture-wise, rest of the league, what's jumped out at you about baseball this season in particular? Obviously for me, Shohei Otani, watching him has been amazing. That's the obvious answer. Um, The sticky stuff has been the biggest one for me, seeing how pitchers adjust, seeing if it actually has an effect on people. I think that this baseball season has been – 
pretty standard in my head. Okay. Um, obviously, I, baseball seems bleed together for me sometimes because there's just so many games yeah. that I've watched. Like, my head is just all baseball stock footage. So, like, every season I'm going to have fun watching games. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as a Dodgers fan, this has been different because we are not in first. We weren't in first for the majority of the season. Um, I haven't experienced that in a long time because we've been so freaking dominant these like the past decade. So that's been an interesting thing. It's been kind of fun seeing my team actually have to work for something. So <laughs> can you tell me what's wrong with Cody Bellinger, please? Um one, he doesn't look like he showers ever. <laughs> like okay, I we're if we want to make fun looks, of him, we can do that too. Dude looks like he smells like axe. Like <laughs> Oh my God. Like what's wrong with Cody Bellinger? Um, I would say I don't like his swing path anymore. I know that he's tried to fix it, but I would love to see him just tweak it a little bit, work on not having, he has great power and I will always give that to him. He is a great bat when he makes contact, but he swings and misses and then looks like an absolute fool a lot. And so I would just like to see him focus on making contact more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is a guy who, like, you know, could have won at one MVP like two years ago. I mean, yeah. Then again, same I mean, thing with Yelich. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Dodgers. The Dodgers may they should name the Rookie of the Year after the Dodgers. How many they've yeah, had win it over exactly. the years? Exactly. Yeah. And like, I think another thing with Cody is that there's so many we have on any other team. Cody Bellinger would be, you know, their starting outfielder consistent. Yeah. But we have Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor, AJ Pollock, who's been on fire lately. We have platoon guys that are willing yes. to come in. So we have a crowded outfield. And if Cody Bellinger isn't performing, he, he's not going to get playing time. And I think that has factored into it. So we've got about a month left in the season. We've more or less got an idea who's going to be in the mix here. Anything crazy you think? Anything jump out at you in your head if you're thinking about any team that could kind of get hot here and jump back at, jump into a playoff spot that's not in one right now, aside from your A's? I, Seattle. Yeah, I'm trying Seattle, to think. Yes, yeah. I think Seattle could have a shot. I yeah. don't think that they will get to it because they'd be chasing the Red Sox like us, yeah. they'd be chasing the Yankees, and I don't see the Mariners even matching up with the Red Sox or the Yankees. Um, I like how the Reds look a lot Yes, and I want to see them in the postseason. Um, I think, oh my gosh, that literally just excites me. Like I have such a weird thing for the Reds. I think there's, I love them. I love them. Everybody cheats on their baseball team with the Reds because the Reds are so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's I love okay. the Reds so much. Um, yeah, the Reds. Okay. So me being an Ace fan growing up watching Sonny Gray, like yeah. translates into the Reds. So I think the Reds are someone to keep watching because they have a crazy lineup. If Jesse yeah. Winker comes back and he gets hot again, I mean, the NL better look out because that, that seems pretty damn good. That's a good call on the Reds. I mean, the Braves have kind of popped off with, like, you know, mm-hmm. spare parts from other teams. Like, they I brought mean, Adam Duvall in there, and he's been in, great. Like, in the words of Jared Carabas, like, the Braves lineup fucks, like, and they always have been. <laughs> like, they, they've always been great. I don't know I what mean, the from- hell happened, like – they're being themselves now in my yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Freeman's hitting better. Um, what's Austin Riley's finally hitting. Dansby's yeah. hitting. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. started playing up to their ability and yeah. It sucks they having a, like a decent year. Like, yeah. Been having, yeah. Like I'm like happy with how Dansby's been playing. Obviously I don't really care about them because NL Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. So. That, that was a good game last night. I got to say that was very entertaining. It was. Yeah. 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 I got, okay. off, I got off work early and I rushed home because I want to watch the game. <laughs> uh, that struggle is rough. That struggle of trying <laughs> that struggle of trying to like balance your sports and your work is not easy. Yeah. Well, I work at like a sports bar kind of thing. Okay. So they always have A's games on. So that's how I've gotten to watch most of the games this year. Okay. It's just while I'm trying to help customers. <laughs> okay. So the last question I have for you, right? Okay. There's two questions I have for you. Number one, <laughs> I just thought of the second one while I was about to ask. In your heart of hearts, do you think the A's will be in the wild card game? A part of me wants to say no. Okay. 
but my optimism is coming out and saying okay. yes like um i won't be surprised if they don't make it because they've dropped the ball in a bunch of huge games on days that we have the ability to gain ground on the red sox houston etc we've blown it we haven't been able to score we haven't been making contact at all um so part of me is like no but I think more of me is yes I know my team can do this and I know that we have the talent to do it obviously losing Chris Bassett is really big for that mm-hmm. but I still think we have enough for it and I, I don't know if we'll win but I think we have enough to make it to the wild card okay now the last question Mm-hmm. What two teams will be in the World Series? Oh my God, stop. Um, I ask everybody this talking, question. I was literally talking about this with somebody the other day. Um, I want to say the, the Dodgers and the Astros. Uh, oh, oh, wow. God, okay. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I hope so. I hope I so. I kind of hope so too, so we can rip on them again. Like, um, like I would say the race, okay. honestly. I like the race. Um, but Tyler can't pitch. Pull out for Tyler. Please don't mention that. I'm still sad. I'm still sad did too. You, I don't. Did you I'm see still that? Yeah, too. I see that in the background. Did you know. see that picture of Tyler Glasnow like coming out of the dugout, mm-hmm. like looking absolutely deranged? He, he's like, a very. I don't know what the word to use to describe him is, but he's a very something individual. Yeah, like he looked like a wild animal. It, it was really funny. Um, I was, okay, so for NL, I want to say the Dodgers because I'm a Dodgers fan. All right, well, let's I, talk I it do. out. Let's talk it out. So Yeah, in, all right. I think you're probably – you're going to beat whoever comes out of the East because I don't think the Braves have the lineup this year. I think Mm-mm. I can say that confidently. Yeah. The Central, the Brewers cannot hit at all, but they have an amazing pitching staff. I yes. would like to see a Dodgers Brewers series. That would be very fun. Truly, That'd be from super the pitching. Fun. Those are those are always so much fun. I yeah. love playing the Brewers because they're always great games. Yeah, and then I know the Giants have been in first place all year. I think you're better than them. I do too. Like <laughs> straight up, like this season, like heading into the season, no Giants fan was like, "Yeah, we're going to make the playoffs." Like no one thought they were going to make the playoffs. And I think that speaks to the people they have on their team. Like, I know mm. you traded for Chris Bryant, but like we have Mookie Betts. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, we traded you traded for Chris Bryant. We traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Like, we just have a leg up on you. And I don't care if you've been in first. Like, I we have a better lineup than you do. Does the Padres scare you at all? No. <laughs> Wow, that was confident. I was no. expecting a maybe a little bit. No, I mean, not at all. No, no, not really. Especially with the way they've been playing. That's but, fair. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be Dodgers Padres fighting for that first spot." But the Giants came in out of absolutely nowhere. So I would say, um, I thought their pitching staff would be better. Yeah, I think if their pitching staff was as good as I thought they would be, then they would scare me. But obviously Blake Snell implodes a lot. Um, yes. So, um, yeah, not, they don't scare me that much. Like they have fucking Chris Paddock, like, sorry. <laughs> you like talking shit. I, I appreciate it. You yeah, like talking yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I am very interested to see what the Padres will look like with mm-hmm. my manager back. Yes, yes. That is big one person guy. that I me too. Um, big sunshine girl. Um, I got the jersey right there. Don't worry. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's such a he's such a vibe. Like I, yeah. I love everything he does. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, but I'm very interested to see what they will look like, and I'm very interested to see if Clevenger can get back to where he was. Yeah. All right. Before I get you out of here, plug the podcast real quick. Oh, basically? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So obviously I'm Aaron and I am part of a podcast called Basically Baseball. It's a bunch of girls who just love talking baseball. We have a bunch of fantastic girls who really know what they're talking about. They do a lot of research. They spend a lot of time putting effort and just energy into this podcast and love, like truly love. These girls love this sport and that's what makes it so different 
I feel is that it's a bunch of girls who obviously love these players, but know what they're talking about too. And I think that's unique and different and a refreshing take for a sport that is definitely male dominated. So if you're interested to see our perspectives, our podcast is called Basically Baseball. Check it out. You can find it on my account. We've got a Twitter. It's at Basically Pod. That's about it. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. This was so much fun. Absolutely. I'm sure at some point during the baseball playoffs, I'll have you on to either yes. complain or talk shit, yes. one or the other. It'll be both. Okay. It'll well, yeah, prob- it'll probably be complaining about the A's losing to the Yankees and talking shit about the Dodgers beating whoever yeah. they play in the first round. Yeah. 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 Complaining about not having Chris Bassett, how Chris Bassett yeah. could have been playing. <laughs> And that'll just about do it about all the time we have today. I want to thank Aaron for stopping by. I highly recommend checking out the Basically Baseball podcast, as Aaron suggested. Amongst other things, keep up with baseball. We've got about a month to go. I know everybody's at a fever pitch for football coming back, me amongst them. I'm very excited to watch Ohio State, Minnesota later. I'm excited to watch North Carolina, Virginia Tech tomorrow. And, of course, we got a great slate of games this weekend. we got Formula One. We've got the start of the NASCAR playoffs. We've got hockey maybe going to the Olympics, getting finalized this weekend. Monday, we'll be back. Lots of things to unpack, and hopefully my computer cooperates so I don't have to record on my phone again using Apple Apple headphones with a cable. That's how old the headphones are I had to use to record today's pod. So if you hear if you heard any static while we were talking, that was my headphones moving around. So put in the effort today. I hope you guys enjoyed t- today. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the college football, and I'm taking Georgia. Gun to my head, Georgia Clemson. I'm taking Georgia. I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.